My name is Ben Greenfield, and on this episode of the Ben Greenfield Life Podcast. There's been some studies showing that both silver and gold and methylene blue even further enhance this whole photodynamic, it's called photobiomodulation. And you're talking about like oral silver and gold? You you take it orally? Well, the protocol we did in the clinic, we did IV silver. And then we have a gold that will have people nebulize or we'll put it in their eyes or we'll do intranasal gold. And so that's, that's the delivery we do right before we run the, uh, the methylene blue. And then we do the intravenous red light. Fitness, nutrition, biohacking, longevity, life optimization, spirituality, and a whole lot more. Welcome to the Ben Greenfield Life Show. Are you ready to hack your life? Let's do this. All right, so my wife has been super happy because her doctor told her she needed more minerals. She doesn't like minerals. She's probably going to kill me for saying this, but they give her diarrhea, okay, like like these like electrolyte drinks and stuff. Maybe she has a sensitive stomach, whatever, but she is now getting tons of trace minerals from a full-spectrum mineral supplement that is harvested from super-duper clean dirt. That's right. It's a soil-based electrolyte extract made from humic acid and fulvic acid. I interviewed the crack smart team behind this product called Beam Minerals on my podcast, Carolyn Allen. These are humic and fulvic liquid complexes. You take one shot of each a day. The cool part about the black one, which is the, uh, the fulvic acid, is you can drink it, and it makes any supplement that you take along with it more bioavailable. So if you take, like, take, say, a smart drug or a nootropic, and then you take that, it hits your system way faster and gets absorbed better. It's crazy. And considering most Americans don't get enough potassium or magnesium or calcium, much less any of these minerals that are now stripped from our soil and stripped from our plants, this stuff's a no-brainer. So here's how you get it. You go to beamminerals.com and use code BEN at checkout for 20% off your order. Beam, B-E-A-M, minerals.com and use code BEN at 20% off on your order. All right, so uh, I've been putting something in my my morning coffee slash mushroom tea slash whatever other blend that I might be mixing with a latte frother. I love my little nice foamy brew, and then I go into my office and I do some light therapy and get some emails cranked out. Anyways, for the longest time, I put salt in my coffee, and I've started to use something different because this fantastic electrolyte company, they're called LMNT, you've probably heard of them. They've got chocolate flavors, and it's really good mixed into anything hot, any kind of hot beverage. Kind of tastes like, I don't know, not that great, mixed into water. They've got other flavors that are good in water, like watermelon and citrus. Their citrus is actually great in a margarita too, by the way. But they've got these others that are just great for like a warm holiday drink. I can't wait till eggnog rolls around that I can throw their chocolate chai into. They got a new chocolate raspberry. Their chocolate mint is refreshingly good. You can just put that alone in hot water and actually tastes pretty good, surprisingly enough. Or maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. But I'm keeping my electrolyte levels topped off. They've got the exact ratios that you need. They designed this stuff uh, very, very intelligently as far as replacing the electrolytes that you lose through sweat, through sauna, through exercise, etc. And did I mention it makes a dynamite, no sugar margarita or mocktail. So anyways, you get a deal from LMNT. And here's how. You go to drinklmnt.com slash Ben Greenfield. Drinklmnt.com slash Ben Greenfield. You get a free gift with your purchase. A free LMNT sample pack with any order. No questions asked. Refunds. You can try it totally risk-free. 
They'll send you a new box and refund it immediately if you want to try different flavors or anything like that. But try out these new uh, chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry flavors in their chocolate medley. They're amazing. So drink LMNT.com slash Ben Greenfield is where you go. All right, a lot of people ask me what's like a guilt-free multivitamin you give your kids. That's a good question because most kids' vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They got like two teaspoons of sugar and unhealthy chemicals and other gummy junk that growing kids should never eat. I used to have a multivitamin growing up. It rhymed with windstones. Mm, it's pure crap. Uh, anyways, vitamins for kids have not improved much since those days. But this company, Haya, H-I-Y-A, Haya, at HayaHealth.com slash Ben, H-I-Y-A Health.com slash Ben, they have a multivitamin that's well-formulated to give your kid all the nourishment they need to grow. 15 essential vitamins and minerals like D and B12 and C and zinc and folate for your child's immunity and energy and brain function, mood, concentration, school performance, teeth, bones, and it's non-GMO. It's vegan. It's dairy-free. It's allergy-free. It's gelatin-free. It's nut-free. It's everything else free that you can imagine designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so you have one less thing to have to worry about when it comes to shopping. So you get 50% off your first order from Haya. Here's how. HayaHealth.com slash Ben. H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash Ben. Give your kids the full-body nourishment that they deserve guilt-free and foster their entry into growth as a healthy adult. It's a best-selling children's multivitamin. 50% off HayaHealth.com slash Ben. All right, so it's been a crazy past few days. I showed up in, in Sarasota, Florida. And I, I always know that I'm in for a wild ride when I arrive here because it is the haunting grounds of my friend, Dr. John. He's here with me. Dr. John's been on the podcast, what, like three times? Yeah. I think before. Like the first time you arrived at my house and showed me all my crazy tools I could do to upgrade my body. You're the guy that taught me how to put in my first depository. Yeah, I uh, You didn't do it for me, but you you gave me some some friendly advice on um, how to do it. And, and that included a, a handstand at the very end or some form of inversion. And of course, since then, I've been a champion of melatonin suppositories and NAD suppositories. And I learned from you, I believe you call it, what do you call it? Gashin's protocol, putting things into every orifice of the body which we can get into later on like different delivery mechanisms that go beyond just you know eating stuff yeah and then um you know I'd, i've explored all sorts of different areas with you i'm going to link in the show notes if folks go to bengreenfieldlife.com slash magic bullet that's bengreenfieldlife.com slash magic bullet links to all of the other shows that i've done with john where you can get to know him his background his intriguing story a little bit more but anyways, back to my, my TED talk of an introduction here. I showed up in Florida and John whisked me away to his clinic where he proceeded to adjust all the bones in my skull with a cranial balloon reset. And well, we uh, did that eye test me, first. Yeah, inject right? me with stem cells and he tested my eyes before and after to see how this was affecting my, my vision, this, this cranial balloon adjustment that he did. Stem cells, stem cell infusion with a special form of stem cell that he uses as clinic. But then most intriguing and relevant to the meat of today's topic, John put me on a methylene blue IV, which is crazy. It's literally methylene blue under red light. And then here's the kicker. He took this big, huge, long needle and injected my prostate gland mm -hmm. with methylene blue and with ozone. Yeah. And I almost wanted 
to title this podcast episode Barking Elephants because <laughs> if for any guy out there, just know this. If you get your prostate gland injected with ozone, you basically feel like you have to pee, but when you go to pee, only gas comes out. And so my sons were laughing quite a bit when I called them on the phone and told them that dad was farting out as you know what. And John said, well, yeah, that's why we call this the barking elephant procedure. So... Anyways, as as you guys can imagine, though, tons of, of very, very cutting edge and outside the box modalities that John experiments with. But what I really want to focus on today is this book. I'm going to hold it up for the camera. It's called Methylene Blue, The Magic Bullet. Now, what I'm holding is the advanced copy that John sent to me. Uh, if you get this book, it's not going to look like it got printed at Kinko's. But I learned so much in reading this book. Uh, I went through it uh, when you first sent it to me and then again on the plane ride down. And it, it, people hear about methylene blue and basically the general echo chamber is, yeah, it's good for your mitochondria, bro. But there's so much more to it than that. And so the very first question I have for you, because I think this is going to be, be important for just setting the foundation for this show, is how do you describe methylene blue to people when they ask what it is? Well, I titled my book uh, Magic Bullet because um, in the uh, early 1900s, uh, Paul Ehrlich was a, a Nobel Prize winning um, scientist, and he was the one that discovered that, um, that methylene blue was the cure for malaria. And that's what really put methylene blue on the map as a medicine. But prior and to that point, it was just like a, was a, it a textile dye. And people say it's a fish well, tank cleaner. Well, listen, so it, 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 it stains tissues, right? So they used it in biology pretty okay. regularly. And in fact, there was a discovery where they didn't know the dendrites would grow off of neurons. And there was a famous um, neuroscientist that used methylene blue to be able to first discover that the, the neuroplasticity event when you have like connections with new nerves because methylene blue has an affinity to the mitochondria. And because nerve cells are so rich in mitochondria, those nerve cells light up a lot bluer than the surrounding tissue. And so is that why people say when you use methylene blue, a large percentage of it winds up in your brain? Yes. And, 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 and your heart. And is that, is that true when people say that, that it actually does wind up in your brain? Yeah. Yeah. It goes to your, all your nerves in your body. Okay. Okay, got it. It goes to all your mitochondria. And so the most energy demanding tissues in the body are going to get the most methylene blue. Now, back to where it comes from, you said that it began to be used as an anti-malarial? Yes. This okay. was the first um, medical indication. Isn't that similar to what like hydroxychloroquine is? Well, so methylene blue is the father compound to hydroxychloroquine. The chloroquine, the um, chloroquine family of drugs was modeled after methylene blue. So the, the problem early on is they found out that methylene blue was just terrific for infections and um, keeping people from getting sick as well. And so the, they didn't like the fact that they were peeing blue. People were like, well, yeah, I like, I like the effect, but they were complaining of the... Of oh, the trust me, I know. Your toilet over there. And, and <laughs> we're, at, we're at John's house, by the way, for those of you wondering. And I, he, he keeps giving me different forms of methylene blue eye drops. And he's got uh, trochies and, and uh, creams and even this suppository, which is why I thought your book was called Magic Bullet, because the suppository, she had like a yeah, bullet. Right, yeah. So I've been peeing blue since I got here. I, yeah. I get what you're saying. I know. Yeah. It was all over the toilet yeah. seat. Actually, it's cleaned up now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good job. Yeah. Well, newer, newer toilets do better, but the older toilets that are porous, 
you have to be careful. You really have to be careful with staining a lot of things with methylene blue. So once you kind of figure out how to navigate handling it, um, the problem doesn't really come up. But you definitely have to to understand well, that once it stains something, yeah. you my wife not has gotten to pissed at me a few times. I've stained a few things, and I felt so good when I walked into your house. And within being here like an hour, I think I noticed at least four different methylene blue stains on random rugs and carpets. So I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. I'm safe. My my uh, my house is not as stained as yours is. So well, you can really trust an individual if yeah. you know there's a lot of stains of methylene blue because you right. know they're going to be neurologically stable. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's a sign of intelligence. So so methylene blue has this background in medicine as like an anti-malarial, but you know now it seems like the popular way that people are using it goes way beyond that. So when did it first become something that, that you started using in your practice? Well, I first learned about it maybe 12 years ago. And... Um, I was reading about it even further back than that. Actually, a, a colleague of mine was running it as an IV for Alzheimer's. But back then, they were using such a light dose. It was like five milligrams. And they, we, I wasn't seeing the result. I played with it a little bit. I mean, this might have been even almost 20 years ago. And uh, a lot of research has been done on that. Frank, uh, Francisco Gonzalez Lima is someone that... Um, is an authority with utilizing methylene blue for okay. a number of indications for neurological conditions. And so I, I listened to, um, I, I researched some of, the, um, some of the studies that he was coming out with, and then we started to use higher doses. Higher and, than five? Yeah. Okay. We started using doses that were in the range of under four milligrams per kilogram of body weight, because that was kind of the upper limit that they found. So, um, and we can kind of dial in on dosage. Four milligrams, for, if I weighed like 80 kilograms, you're talking about like 320 milligrams or so. Yeah. So a lot higher than five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that would be, that dose would be like a one-time dose that say if you had cyanide poisoning and you went to the hospital, like yeah. literally all hospitals are, are, are required to carry methylene blue because it's the cure for... Really? Um, methyl hemoglobinemia and um, cyanide poisoning. So these people report to the hospital, they do this infusion and, you know, they, they you know, it's, it's a cure. Oh, wow. I didn't know hospitals had methylene blue. Yeah. Interesting. Another really interesting fact is that um, blood banks, what they do is they inject a little bit of methylene blue into the blood that's donated and then they irradiate the blood with um, near infrared. And that's how they sterilize the blood. So anybody that's gotten a blood transfusion has actually gotten a little bit of methylene blue. Now, there was, there was a guy that recently uh, wrote a report on methylene blue, a friend of mine, actually, Chris Masterjohn. And in that article, you know, he, he said some good things about it. He cautioned a little bit against high dosage. But one thing that stood out to me is he said it rewires the electron transport chain, rewires the electron transport chain, which I think is an interesting way to think about it. But when you look at methylene blue, and this is something I learned from your book, it appears to have like this unique ability, you don't see in chemistry very much, to accept electrons and also donate electrons. I think you yeah. called it like the pleiotropic effect. Right. Yeah. What's that mean exactly that can do that? And why is so, it important? So it's, it's, um, it's a pro-oxidant and an antioxidant. And this magic comes from this thiazine ring and so I think about the thiazine ring like the catcher, right? It's able to catch electrons. And then there's something called an amine, which can mm -hmm. 
um, deliver electrons. And so it's almost like a pitcher and a catcher throwing a ball back and forth. And the electrons can just tr go back and forth independent of oxygen. And that's why, like with cyanide, it occupies the, the oxygen, and so people are starving from oxygen, right? So when you give a uh, methylene blue, they're able to actually make energy without having to utilize oxygen. Okay. So when, when, if I take methylene blue and it is getting absorbed into the body, mm -hmm. where is it actually going? Like, like, what's it actually doing? Is it entering into the cell? Is it like attaching to the membrane of the cell? Is it interacting with the mitochondria inside the cell? Or, or do you know what the actual mechanism would be? Well, so absorption wise, I think this is a good point, is um, it's extremely absorbable orally. And where you want it to absorb is the stomach. You don't want it to go into the small intestines or the large intestines because then it can have a negative impact on the microbiome. But what so, about when you do the suppository? That well, so the suppository would probably not be a good idea to do long term. Okay. Right? But if an individual was looking to deal with uh, an acute condition, okay, especially with something like that and like introducing light therapy. And would you not want to do it long-term because it might impact the colonic flora in some way? Exactly. So it just like cleans things out too much. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. So, so it shouldn't be in the small intestine or the large intestine. It gets absorbed, but you said from the stomach? Or well, you preferably want to uh, have a delivery system where it's like, so encapsulating it would not be a good idea because those capsules are oftentimes don't open up until they get into the small intestine. Okay. That's why we created the bar, right? Okay. So the bar and, and so the, the when two, you say bar, you're not talking like an energy bar. It's like a little trochee, right? Yeah. It's yeah, these, yeah, it looks like this. It's these, it's a trochee, but not meant camera. to dissolve unless you, yeah. if you want your mouth blue, you can dissolve it. Okay. So you, you cut it into whatever dosage that you want. You drop it in the back of your throat and then drink something down. Okay. And then it'll, it'll just completely dissolve right in the stomach. Now the other option. So you don't have to. You don't have to do the blue mouth thing. You don't have to do the blue Why mouth. Why do thing. people say you gotta let it dissolve in your mouth? Or because they're misguided, or they're trying to promote maybe the product that they have that dissolves in the mouth. Okay. But like, so a lot of people use drops, and that's another option as well. So between the drops and something like what we have would be the best way to deliver methylene blue. And when you say the drops, oral drops or eye drops? Well, you get you can get drops that you have methylene blue and you can drop it into water or okay. you can just deliver it straight yeah. into the mouth. That's like what uh, BioBlue, I think, has drops. But then you've got the eye drops also. And I want to talk about those in a little bit because there's this weird thing going on with the eyes. And I think you said the, the locus Corellius or whatever. And I, I want to get into yeah. that because I'm, I'm fascinated by it. So the delivery mechanism, you can swallow and then it gets into the stomach. And then what happens after that? So it gets uh, right into the bloodstream. Okay. And methylene blue is a very small molecule. So it has no problem crossing you know, the blood-brain barrier. It gets absorbed into the bloodstream Crossing the, the cell membrane crossing the membrane of the mitochondria. It just gets right in. Okay. And then once it has crossed the cell membrane of the mitochondria, that's where back to this thiazine? Thiazine. Thiazine and amide, I think you said amide, would take place where the thiazine would allow it to contribute it, electrons. E imine. I-M-I-N-E. Imine, okay. So the thiazine could donate electrons and those could travel through the electron transport chain and allow for more production of ATP. 
And then if you needed to recycle certain factors and accept electrons, that's where the Izene, I, I mean, would come in. And that's where you could do things like recycle, uh, let's say like uh, NAD, for example, to restore some of the, the byproducts of cellular metabolism. So it, there's four complexes in the mitochondria. Okay. And the, the job of the mitochondria, mitochondria is really a fascinating structure. It's, it's like a little micro um, rotor and it goes 9,000 RPMs, these little Jeez. rotors producing ATP. And so the electrons are moving through this chain. And so the mitochondria's job is to move electrons. And in the process of moving electrons, it's exothermic. So it produces heat. And we take that chemical heat-making um, mechanism and it produces ATP. And it moves it through these four complexes. And there's been a lot of um, uh, molecules that they've looked at that enhance mitochondria, but nothing that they've seen that works on all four complexes. So the, the research shows that it enhances mitochondria up to 30%. And so the... the, the so when you say enhances mitochondria, specifically ATP production? Yes. Or, or efficiency of yeah. ATP production? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, and the efficiency as well, because when you look at efficiency, you're, you're thinking about in terms of how much um, oxidation is, is released from that process, how much pollution, basically, like an automobile that might not be like an older automobile that's hogging a lot of gas and producing a lot of pollution, right? Versus a newer car that's more efficient, uses less gasoline, less pollution. And so we want these young, healthy mitochondria because that pollution creates a lot of inflammation in our body and it's really linked to aging and a lot of diseases. Okay, okay, got it. So mitochondria, the mitochondria are charged up, so to speak, by this methylene blue, but where does light come in? Like why are so many people, including you, you gave me an IV and I literally had a methylene blue drip IV, but you had a little light attached to the IV stand. I took a picture of it, it's on my Instagram. I could probably put it in the show notes as well if you guys want to see what it looks like. And the light's irradiating the blue as it goes into my bloodstream. It's the sexiest looking IV ever. But, but what exactly is the reason that you combine it with the light? Well, so the, the last protein complex, which is called cytochrome C, cyto meaning cell, chrome meaning light. The last of the four that you described. Right. Okay. It's designed so that we can take, you know, we've got some beautiful sunlight coming in here to the living room. And we can take those photons, but the, the trick, the photons don't have an easy time making it into the cells of our body because our skin is designed to block the rays, right? I mean, mm -hmm. most of these, these photons don't make it past the first millimeter of skin. That's why you start getting into some of these like lasers and red light and like with the sauna space, with the incandescent um, lights, which I, I think are more penetrating than most it can get deeper into the body and those photons get delivered to that cytochrome C and the photons can be used as energy just like the electrons. So we can use either a photon or an electron to make energy. Okay, that, that actually makes really good sense. So when we were talking about methylene blue donating electrons to the electron transport chain, you're saying that photons from light, particularly from what I understand the red light spectrum, 
can contribute photons that would also act in the same way as electrons in the electron transport chain? Right, so then you have like an enhancement. So in a, it's a synergistic effect of, that the light has with the methylene blue. And is the light somehow also interacting with methylene blue to make it more effective? Well, so methylene blue is blue, right? Yeah. And so it's gonna reflect blue and absorb red, right? So that's yeah. why it's absorbing exactly the most penetrating type of photons, which is those uh, red and near infrared spectrums. Right. So that's perfect for methylene blue. So you really wanna be in somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 660 nanometers when you're looking at these red light, which most of the, you know, like uh, the red light panels, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of these devices, you know, the lasers that we use for inner ear regeneration, and we use some yeah. lasers on your knee when we yeah. do your procedure. These are all very commonly within that kind of 660. Yeah. Well, you're a man after my own heart with a red light. When I arrived here the other night, just so you guys know, John's whole house is just red and it's incandescent light. And I got a red light lamp in my room and a little red light therapy device at my bedside and a red heating lamp. And the, and the whole place is just red. If you guys have never experience outfitting your house to be red by night and then sunlit or just naturally lighting like incandescent or halogen by day. It's a game changer totally. for sleep, especially. Yeah. So red light plays well with methylene blue. Yeah. Do you know of anything else that you would stack with methylene blue to enhance the effect? For sure. Silver and gold. That's why we put silver and gold in the blue eyes. You were about to sing a Christmas song, silver and gold. <laughs> well, so silver and gold are extremely what's called photodynamic, right? Okay. So this is a whole conversation about how light can interact with substances in our body to even further enhance the, this effect through the cytochrome C. And so um, there's been some studies showing that both silver and gold and methylene blue even further enhance this whole photodynamic, it's called photobiomodulation. It's, and you're talking about like oral silver and gold? You, you take it orally? Well, the protocol we did in the clinic, we did IV sil silver. And then we have a gold that we'll have people nebulize or we'll put it in their eyes or we'll do intranasal gold. Um, and so that's, that's the delivery we do right before we run the, uh, the methylene blue. And then we do the intravenous red light. Okay. What about so-called other uh, agents that act similarly to methylene blue in terms of their interaction with red light, like shilajit or photocyanins, like spirulina and chlorella or anything like that? They're all amazing photodynamic, and they're, some of them are better than others. Like I would put methylene blue at the top of the list, and then you have things like sterile stillbean and physotin and quercetin and green tea extract and riboflavin is amazing, especially if you're looking to um, have an antimicrobial effect. There's been some really good studies about infusing riboflavin, which an individual at home could take it orally and then go into the sun or go into a sauna. Yeah. And they, they were actually showing that it was, a, it was having a huge impact on COVID, Epstein-Barr, HIV, that's amazing, even though you're not allowed to say that. Um, I'm joking. I'm looking at the label for this Lumetol Blue. This is a blue bar you're talking about. You actually have that in here, phycocyanin. I didn't realize this. EGCG, lutein, quercetin, curcumin, riboflavin, and uh, then you got a probiotic blend. So you have a lot of that stuff already in here. You don't. How come you don't put silver and gold in here? It's too expensive. Well, um, that might be a, a next generation 
So yeah. what we have people do is take take silver orally. You know, yeah. So they'll get like a silver product and they'll use that okay. at the same time. Okay. So gold's, we're about to go play pickleball in the sunshine after this. So I should put one of these. And how much do you take? I'm just going to show on the camera how this is done. You like slide it out like this. Uh-huh. Boring podcast as you listen to the audio version. And then I would just like swallow like half of this. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. You want me? I already took some. Okay. All right. Tastes pretty good. My dentist commented the last time I was up there. So, so the you clinic, that I had a little blue in my mouth. Your mouth is so blue right now. I'm chasing it with some water. It's all right. Yeah. It's on brand, bro. Yeah. Mm. Normally we put it in the back of the throat and drink down, but you know, it, I'm a rookie. It's not right. really that big of a deal that your mouth is blue because it'll it'll clear yeah. up. It's not going to yeah, stain like or anything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of staining, by the way, how do you get rid of stains? Like if it does get on the floor, or the toilet, or anything like that, you got any? secret methods there there's a solution that a friend of mine discovered and i'm i'm actually i thought there was a bottle laying around and i forgot the brand but i know we did a podcast the last year at elements of vitality and i think oh, we highlighted stuff. it so yeah. you're gonna have yeah. to go back and watch yeah. that See, i found swishing my mouth with baking soda helps out quite a bit vitamin c yeah. is really, oh, really is really good for that because well there's a form of methylene blue called luco uh, methylene blue and that's basically white so when that's the reduced mm. form of methylene blue. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually might be, it, it, it's a, actually a good hack to take me, um, vitamin C along with methylene blue because that'll even enhance the absorption um, into the cells. It, it's um, one thing that, that I find interesting is that some people don't find that their urine turns blue as much. And yeah, I'll get that. reports but back I've heard saying, that means yeah, you're like not really using it properly or something. No, it means that you've got a lot of vitamin C. Oh. And so it, it converted into luco. So if people either have a lot of um, tissue vitamin C or mm-hmm. if they're consuming vitamin C, they may not have a lot of blue in the urine. Does that mean that the vitamin C is impacting the effectiveness of the methylene blue? Like it's not working as well? Not or at all. Or it's just turning it a different color? It, it, it just, it, well, yeah, it takes the color out of it, but it's not going to d- minimize the effect. In fact, it enhances it. Hey, you've probably heard that organ meats are good for you and that they're nature's multivitamin. It's true, and that's important because 51% of Americans reportedly take a multivitamin and think it's making them healthier, but they just did this huge study. It was over 14,600 men. Half were given a multivitamin, the other half were given a placebo, and after over a decade, the multivitamin didn't reduce at all the risk of cardiovascular events or stroke or cardiovascular related death. And in my opinion, one of the reasons for that is most multivitamins are crap. But organ meats are nature's multivitamin. And my friends at Paleo Valley have cracked the code on making nature's multivitamin be extremely uh, available because it's just in the capsule. You don't have to make liver and kidney and heart. It's got 1,800 milligrams of liver, 360 milligrams of kidney, 240 milligrams of heart, all the benefits of organ meats without the taste and the prep, which drives a lot of people away from organ meats. And you feel amazing. It's like lifeblood churning through your veins when you toss back a few capsules of these. I haven't chew on them like popcorn, but I'm weird. You don't have to do that, trust me. And yet you do taste the organs if you chew on them. (laughs) Anyways, a liver is such a powerful energy booster that researchers have deemed it the organ meat with a potent anti-fatigue factor. They discovered it in 1951 when powdered liver prevented lab rats from getting tired even after swimming for hours on end. So if you too want to swim for hours on end or just feel amazing, try out the Paleo Valley 
organ complex. Check it out at paleovalley.com slash Ben. They'll get you 15% off at paleovalley.com slash Ben. All right, January's here. Now your New Year's resolutions are coming along, but one thing a lot of people focus on, including me, is good sleep, just for general overall well-being. It's like the number one hack for that, if you want to call it a hack. And one of the best ways to support sleep and nice slippery poops the next day is magnesium, which is involved in over 300 other enzymatic reactions within the body beyond sleeping and pooping. So magnesium breakthrough is a blend of seven different forms of magnesium. So you don't have to pick one for one occasion. You get all seven of the most beneficial forms of magnesium. And because magnesium is so depleted in so many people, I don't know anybody that does not start taking magnesium breakthrough and not notice some kind of difference in one area of their life that they might not even known that they were deficient in until they actually addressed. And then they start to feel truly optimized with this by optimizer stuff. So you go to bioptimizers.com slash Ben and use promo code Ben 10 to try magnesium breakthrough with a 10% discount on any order from anything from bioptimizers. They also have great digestive enzymes. They got sleep products, but this magnesium stuff is the bomb. So bioptimizers.com slash Ben use promo code Ben one zero. I briefly mentioned that you're kind of like into using different orifices for delivery mechanisms, you know, beyond just making me emit gas out of my genitals. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, the idea behind this, I think you described to me as a protocol, was the Gartian, Gashin, something like that, like that, that you learned in terms of different ways that you could introduce compounds into the body? Um, like Gashin's protocol? Am I remembering that right? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm, I'm not remembering that. Okay. Well, well, anyways, it's, it's, I think it's actually in the book somewhere. I wrote down a note that it is a uh, Gonish, the Gonish protocol. Anyways, it's this idea of different delivery. Yeah. Dr. John Ganish protocol. And in the book somewhere, yeah, Ganish protocol, like you go in. Oh, Ganesh. Take care of your Ganesh. Door. Ganesh. Ganesh. Okay, I'm okay, sorry. So sorry. <laughs> I should have done my homework. Okay. Take care of your doorways, it says. Right. So, Thank so get you. into that for okay. me. Okay. All right. So Ganesh is the Hindu, um, they call the Hindu Lord of doorways, right? And okay. so in, in Hindu, they, um, they see Ganesh as like the, the, the bouncer. So they pray to Ganesh and Ganesh will let you into heaven, right? So a lot of times you'll see T-shirts that says like um, remover of obstacles. And so I look at doorways as mm-hmm. orifices, right? So we have doorways, our nasal, our mouth, our ears, our eyes, our, um, you know, our, our anus, mm-hmm. right? So when I look at um, healing, what I discovered is that at the core of all diseases is one thing, which is there's stressors that result in inflammation that shut down mitochondrial um, energy production. And then disease will present itself uniquely with each of us based on our genes, right? So if we can't adapt to a stressor, then the body doesn't have the energy to adapt from the mitochondria. Okay. And once, once you hit that, that threshold, then the body goes into a disease state. Like if you had an infection and you're fighting that infection and your immune cells need mitochondria, they need ATP to do their job to kill whatever infection it is, 
But if that inflammation hits a certain level, there's something called the cell danger response. Yeah, CDR, I've heard of this before. And so what, in essence, there, there's another term for that, it's called the Warburg effect. So Otto Warburg was a very famous um, researcher who discovered that cancer and oxygen can't coexist. And he realized that with cancer is that there's a switch from the energy being made in that electron transport chain, which is what we talked about earlier, out of the mitochondria into the cytosol, and it's called fermentation. And mm. you only get about 10% of, of the ATP through that process versus the mitochondria. The mitochondria is like epically effective to make energy. And that switch happens when the cytokines or the inflammation reaches a certain threshold. And so for a lot of people that might have been um, you know, watching the news and hearing about the cytokine storm mm -hmm. where people would, would die from COVID. This is where the, the infection raised the inflammation and it hit a certain level. And then the individuals shifted to fermentation where they didn't have, it's like if you're, like imagine if you have a battle and you have a hundred warriors out there and then all of a sudden 90 of them got, you know, got killed and you have yeah. to fight this battle with 10 people, right? Yeah. You're gonna lose that war. So it's the same thing with the white blood cells. You're fighting this, this, um, this, this battle and then you, you get demolished. And so this is literally happening when it could be the flu. Most, most older people will, will, will you know, get pneumonia mm -hmm. and they'll die. From and the flu? Very, this is one of the most common ways that our elderly people pass is they get, a, they get the pneumonia, right? And so this is happening because as you get older, your mitochondria become weaker and weaker. So you're more susceptible to this switch, this Warburg effect. Also, cancer is more, uh, is more common as people get older because their mitochondria aren't as strong. In fact, um, mitochondria <laughs> health is at the core of cancer. Is this one reason why some people will recommend ozone in conjunction with chemotherapy or even as a standalone treatment? for cancer because cancer cells can't survive in the presence of oxygen? So that and if you, if you use ozone, um, ozone is activating um, um, PGC1-alpha. This is a gene pathway that extreme exercise, cold plunge, fasting, some yeah. of these extreme like hormetic activities activate this PGC one alpha and yeah. what PGC I talked about it by the way in my very first book Beyond Training I wrote all about the PGC one alpha pathway and how to trigger it through it's, it's amazing through like a minimum effective dose of training right yeah. so so what the, the the that's a sensor that activates mitochondrial biogenesis so it activates mitophagy so your body so imagine think about it like this we have this signaling and this sensing in our cells where all of a sudden you have all this oxidation, right? It's like in, in mm -hmm. our clinic, we do an infusion of ozone, right? You can also do rectal. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden there's all this oxidation because the ozone interacts with like tiny little fat particles in your blood. And then you get, you get oxidized lipids that are then signaling inside the blood. And then the, the sensing is like, wow, what's, where's all this oxidation coming from? And that's saying, well, there must be a bunch of dysfunctional mitochondria. So then it goes in and it says, we need to recycle all these old mitochondria. So it's signaling this um, mitophagy, which is like cleaning and recycling old mitochondria and then mitochondrial okay. biogenesis, where then you produce all these new mitochondria. 
Is that part of why hormetic stressors work is mitophagy? They're actually like killing and then recycling new mitochondria? Partly, yeah, depending on which, which hormetic stressor, but the ones yeah. that we're talking about, like exercise and o- ozone is a really epic way to activate this pathway. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, people can actually do fasting. And what I like to do is, um, is use ozone during their fasting phase if you want to get a deeper because uh, fasting would already activate you're autophagy, already in autophagy, autophagy, but then you want to really kick that. I've never thought about pairing uh, fasting with ozone, but the mechanism of action would make sense if you wanted to, to get accelerated results from the fasting. Yeah. Interesting. So back to ozone for a second, I realize this is a little bit of a rabbit hole, but why the heck did you inject my prostate with ozone? <laughs> you bastard. It did, it did hurt for a couple hours afterwards, I'll admit. I had a nice pack on my, on my lower abdomen. Yeah. But describe that to people. I'd never heard of doing that before, and you told me it's, it's incredible, but explain to people why. Well, yeah, I mean, methylene blue is achy when it's injected into the body, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of, we did put an anesthetic in there, so it was better than it would normally be, but it aches for a couple of hours, and yeah. then it feels amazing. Yeah. Like, um, we've used methylene blue injected into some joints, and I've had it injected into a few of my joints, and it, it hurts, but it's tolerable. And then all yes. of a sudden, it just feels amazing. Um, the So prostate, I, I'm glad you asked me that because it's a huge problem, right? I mean, um, yeah, benign I prostatic say, like, hypertrophy. You, like all guys, if they don't die of prostate cancer, die with prostate cancer. Exactly. I don't know if that's true, but... Yeah. So, so the problem is the prostate is like kind of encapsulated. So it's 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 a breeding ground for infection. And so we accumulate infections and molds, you know, and, 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 and fungus and so forth. And, and these can also some, be contracted to a partner, right? They can. Yeah, yeah. Through the semen. Okay. That's where we test people. So we have a, pro, a protocol in our clinic where we're, we're um, really exciting where what we're doing with prostate is we do a prostate, uh, a semen test. So there's a kit that we can send to their house. They test their semen, and just about everybody has some some level of infection in the prostate, right? Hmm. And so then we we can see what microbes are there, and we can match. Sometimes we we may take a couple of antibiotics because the the report tells us which antibiotics work against those microbes. So the cocktail that we'll generally use with this prostate injection is you know two or three different like splashes of antibiotics, mm-hmm. some PRP. Right, because that's like your natural immune cells, and methylene blue, a certain level of methylene blue, and then afterwards we chase it with some ozone, and that has just been a game changer for you know everything from like people having to wake up you know frequently urinating, which is a sign that you have some um, some swelling of the prostate. Um, I don't know if it's placebo, but the past two nights, I've gotten up to pee. Last night, I didn't. I actually, well, I, I went to bed early. And I was like in bed reading and it was one of those things where like right before I got to bed I was, or went to sleep, I was like, oh gosh, you get up to pee. But then uh, the night before, I didn't get up to pee during the night. You know, yeah. I, early in the morning when I finally woke up, I did. And I don't, because usually I'll pee like sometimes two or three times during the night. Yeah. So since I've gotten the injection, at least so far, knock on wood, it's at least had that effect. My PSA has always been somewhat low. But what I find most intriguing about this, my wife's going to kill me for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways, is when my wife and I began to have more unprotected sex, she started getting more uh, UTIs and Mm -hmm. yeast issues and fungus. And it's possible that I could have had infections in my prostate that I was contracting to her, right? 
Yeah. Well, that's that was the the conversation that we had that led to yeah. why don't we go ahead and do this? Yeah. We normally test the seam in which we just didn't have time. Right? Yeah. So you're there, and it's like, well, yeah. let's go ahead and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then you didn't do stem cells in the prostate, but I think you have like a special form of stem cells that you're using now in your clinic. You did them in my in my knee, the and X-cells. I believe also in infusion. X cells. I haven't yeah. talked about X cells. Yeah. Not the spreadsheets. Yeah. So the X cells are a line of stem cells that are extremely exciting. I've been in, the, in this field um, for almost 20 years. I mean, we were one of the first clinics to use bone marrow and we were doing liposuctions and dissolving the fat and ultrasound guidance injected into various joints and so forth. Um, so, you know, I, I've been with a lot of technologies over the years, right? And so these cells, they're, um, they're considered adipose derived stem cells. Right, so they come from fat. Um, we're able to get them, so they're frozen, and they're, we we take them out of the freezer. From who? Well, they um, we have a partner that is giving free liposuctions to um, young, healthy volunteers. You can sell your fat. So That's they amazing. they take the the cells from the fat and. Um, and they take it through a process and they don't accept people that have been vaccinated, mm-hmm. um, highly vetted, and then it's highly purified. So, so you know, people thinking about, okay, I want to go to Mexico. I want to go to Panama because I want to get these expanded yeah, placenta I hear that all the time. Cells. Everybody's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to get my stem cells done in the U.S. because it's not as good. Right. Yeah. And it's like 20, 25 grand. Yeah. Right? So, so this, is, so placental stem cells are like, their survivability is ours. That's it. They don't survive long. That's why hmm. some of these clinics will do infusions three days in a row mm. because they're trying to like get that, you know, yeah. that action. These cells last weeks. And so the way that stem cell therapy works is it used to be that we thought that a stem cell would migrate to a certain tissue, right? So damaged tissues that are inflamed home in and attract the stem cells. Right. And so they go to that, that damaged area and they stick to that area, and then they start to excrete exosomes. So a lot of people might be hearing about exosomes, and you can get placental-derived exosomes that you can use to inject into various parts of the body and IV, and you know, people are doing IVs. Um, and, and so that's like I would think about exosomes as being the juice where the stem cell is the orange, right? So it's the stemness from the, the stem cell. And those exosomes are packets of something called RNA, which is just information. So those packets is of information are going to go in there and signal the existing cells and tissues to go into a youthful growth repair phase. So ultimately, it's your own cells basically regrowing themselves. It's not the stem cell differentiating as much. That does happen sometimes. And the X cells are four times more uh, faster at differentiating than placental stem cells. So I find them to be superior. And I've done treatments over the years with just about everything. I've gone to Mexico. I've gone to, you know, I've, I've seen it all. I've done it all. I've never felt as much of, a, of, a, of an improvement since I did this particular line. Like are, I was in the gym. Like, like do a lot of people know about these yet? Because I had never heard Well, they're going to know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... They're, they're not do you, new. Do you still combine them with exosomes, these X cells? Sometimes, yeah. Some, it, it, when you start getting into this, this area of regenerative medicine, you don't want to have someone that's like 
you know, trying to just shoot everything with the same thing. So there's so many different presentations. There's so many different types of tissues in the body, types of injuries. The tear could be big or small. You have to be able to see these things on ultrasound to know what you're dealing with and then guide the injection under, um, under ultrasound. And so once you can really appreciate what you're, what you're trying to treat, then you start to match it with the different, you know, like sometimes bone marrow is epic. I mean, we've, We've been using bone marrow for Instead 15 years. Instead of fat. Fat's good too. Fat uh -huh. is really epic, right? Except the liposuction can be a little bit of a challenge. I people know, I got it once. It was so hard because I'm so lean. Especially for us people that are lean. in my back for hours, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, we, as Harry Adelson does in, in his clinic, we, we were... Way, I remember way back looking at Harry doing the bone and the, and the adipose, and we had been doing the same. I called it maripose. And so it was, we were doing the same protocol. We were doing a lipo, and we would inject the fat and the bone marrow. And, I mean, I, we had people with just emaciated knees, bone-on-bone -bone knees that were back out playing tennis. Yeah. And I'd see them 10 years later. They would come in, and they'd do one knee. They'd be saying, hey, I need to do this other knee. Yeah. So the durability on the so treatment. Every time I get a treatment on my knee, it gets better and better. Th three years ago, I could barely walk. That's how bad it was. And it was constantly swollen. I couldn't play tennis, couldn't play pickleball. Now I would rate it at like 85 to 90%. After what we did the other day, kind of like settles in and everything. I'm very curious to see how it continues to progress. But yes, this works. And I haven't actually had to get surgery. These are minimally invasive procedures. So you know, I, I, I know that there's a lot of little areas that we're diving into right now, but this one I really want to talk about. I'm holding it up. Mm -hmm. It's called Blue Eyes, Methylene Blue Silver Eye Drops. You sent me these a month ago. Yeah. I started using them. They're fantastic. I wake up in the morning, I have my big glass of water, and before I go down and flip on the red lights in my office, I've been putting two or three drops of methylene blue into my eyes. Yeah. And I'd rather you, you explain why this is. I know it comes back to the to the protocol that I butchered. Gashin, Garshin, Ganesh. Ganesh. I was close. <laughs> and it's not it's not a doctor, it's a Hindu god, Ganesh. But uh why why the eyes with methylene blue? What's going on? Well so I had a a, a friend and she owns some um Layla Sentner. You know, some people might be familiar. Yeah, with I met her the other day. She's yeah. fantastic. She's she, that whole academy, that EMF free school that she's building in Miami. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. So yeah. she sent me a picture. She got an eye infection and there was a strain of COVID that was affecting the eyes. And so I had, it just immediately popped into my, my mind that we need to make a silver blue, uh, methylene blue with silver eye drop. And then I thought, well, some EDTA would be really good because that will help push it into the, um, into the tissues better. And so we immediately sent that to her and she had a bunch of teachers and, mm -hmm. and students. And so they, they were like, oh my gosh, this stuff is just clearing it up. Like, you know, like the next day people were much better. So it was originally something that was just, in, you know, f for acute infections, which mm -hmm. we're, we're seeing some positive results with that. You mean like if I get the sniffles and feel like I'm starting to come down with something? No, it would be or? an infection in the eye. Infection in the eye right? specifically. Okay. So, so after making that, I started to think, well, why don't we put some gold? And I was able to source a really quality gold, which was very difficult to find. And I started to um, utilize it when I was sun gazing. And hmm. it just started to, I just started to realize like, this is really magical because it's photobiomodulation. So you're, so I'm at the, I'm at the beach, I'm grounding, I'm watching the sun come up and yeah. I've got the, the rays of the sun coming through the silver, gold and methylene blue. 
and I was, I was just noticing, I was seeing a lot better. Yeah. And my brain felt like it was turned on. Yeah. All right, folks. I realize this might not be for everybody, but let's say you want to spend a private, immersive weekend with me, during which you'll get to experience complete optimization for your health, longevity, fitness, nutrition, supplementation, biohacking, blood work, biomarkers, you name it, all in a private, intimate, one-on-one environment with yours truly. (laughs) During a two-day experience, I will teach you everything. You will be my Padawan. I will be your Obi-Wan. I believe I got those Star Wars references right. Anyways, I will help you customize and optimize your food, your exercise, your air, your light, your water, your electricity, your biology, your biomarkers, and much more. So during this two-day experience, you'll spend six to seven hours each day walking, talking, reviewing, immersed in Q&A with me, and being taught and mentored with a full follow-up report and recommendation list prepared for you at the end of your VIP experience. Now, these are flexible. We have an option for you to come to me and spend an immersive weekend in my home with me. We also have the option for me to travel to you and spend a private, immersive health optimization weekend with you. If you are interested in this offering, simply go to bengreenfieldcoaching.com. There's a button there where you can click through to see all your different coaching options with me, including this brand new offering of a private, immersive weekend health optimization experience. So check it out bengreenfieldcoaching.com. I'm taking on about three to four of these over the course of the next year. So if you want to get in and reserve your spot, go to bengreenfieldcoaching.com. If any of you are listening and you haven't had a chance to do breath work, Dr. John style, we did this the other day. You do the methylene blue in the eyes while you're looking at the sun or red light. And then we had a special like minty oil stuff that he applied to our perineum to kind of like the root lock in the yeah called root zen this is another one of his products you put the root zen on your perineum with the methylene blue in your eyes and then you had the breath honey which is and i've I've been actually doing that when i oil pull in the morning doing a couple drops of breath honey because it seems to really freshen up the mouth pulling which i actually mouth pull or oil pull with ozone oil from Mm -hmm. this company called simply o3 but i I combine with your breath honey now and then when you are getting like up into a state where you're really ready to pull in all the energy and oxygen, you've got the Zen spray, which is very similar to like hot bay mixed with essential oils, it just blasts you off. And so you've got the perineum, the eyes, the mouth, and the nose all locked in with special compounds for breath work. You just got to come up with something for the ears now. <laughs> well, you can put the, uh, we're, we're going to um, be launching um, blue ears. No kidding. Yeah. Blue ears. Blue ears. That sounds like a food stand at Disney or something. Well, it'll be, um, it'll be a similar drop that you can place yeah. into the ears. And huh. we're, we're going to start doing some of our own research on the impact that that might have on hearing loss and tinnitus. Um, and as you know, we already ha- are, are pioneering a lot of things with, um, the, with the inner ear with our Sunave protocol, which is that Lumamed laser treatment that I brought here from Germany. And then we started using stem cell injections into the ear. And so we're using the combination of two, both of those. And of course, um, we want those, these patients to be taking methylene yeah. blue while they're going I, through the I treatment. I talked with a couple of people at your clinic the day I was kind of doing a tour of everything. And they said their hearing had actually improved from whatever protocol you were doing for 
hearing restoration. Yeah. Which is incredible. It's so, and a lot of people don't, don't think that you can do that without an implant, you know, or hearing aid. So yeah. the, the, the thing with the eyes though, when you're doing the eye drops, is this related to the part of the brain that you're talking about, like the blue spot in the brain, or is that related to something different? So, well, the, I, I'd love to dive into the blue spot. Um, the pineal through the suprachiasmic nucleus is going to have the biggest impact with the, with the blue eyes. Right? Okay. So the, the photons are going to pick up the signature of, a, of the substance and it's going to carry it through information back to the pineal. And I think that's why there's a more of a neurological effect that, that you feel when you do those drops. Mm -hmm. But um, so the locus cerulis is... Um, it's in the brainstem, it's in the pons. So it's a very primitive art, um, area of the brain. And it's command central for stress, basically. So this is where it's um, the, the norepinephrine release in the brain, which is like that, that, that neurotransmitter that excites, mm -hmm. right? And anybody that's had a lot of anxiety, you know, they know like sometimes too much norepinephrine is not so good. Mm -hmm. And this is a real problem today is that a lot of people, they're overstressed. There's too much norepinephrine. Um, the brain is too excited. And this causes a lot of premature neurodegeneration, a lot of different psych psych psyche psychiatric disorders and anxiety and phobias. And, and ultimately, I think our spiritual practice um, for all of us is the ability to be more deeply relaxed and more present in the moment. And this is going to be directly related to how well we can calm down the, the blue spot or the locus cerulis, because otherwise that locus cerulis is just, um, it's signaling all, any area in the brain that is going to be um, producing norepinephrine is, is, is going to be triggered by that blue spot. There's a frequency that the blue spot pulses at, right? And so the faster it pulses, the more norepinephrine is released. The slower it pulses, the less, right? So this is where we're, when we meditate and we're really calm, we do breath work, right? After breath work that you just in that Zen place, yeah. Yeah. you are completely slowing down your blue spot, right? So the blue spot also um, stores short-term memory. It's like a little thumb drive. So as you're going through your day, you have experiences and you have that short-term memory of your experiences. And in order to consolidate those memories or integrate like if you have let's say you have a session with a psychologist right and you take all that new information and you're trying to make sense of it and you want to take that information and integrate it with all the things that you've experienced before that to integrate it so that you can really learn right and the ability for that memory consolidation to occur is where the short-term memory from the locus cerulis gets put into the um the higher brain centers Okay. And in order for that to happen, the blue spot literally has to pause to 0.5 or 1. And that happens at night, and it happens during REM sleep. Okay. So if an individual is not getting REM sleep, and, and they're not adequately pausing their locus cerulis, they're going to probably have problems with phobias. Um, PTSD is really commonly related to this, because you're perseverating over, like you could have hmm. an experience where... Um, something really scares you and then you're just thinking about it over and over again but if you're able to consolidate that and start to integrate it you start to make sense of it and it kind of starts to take some of the 
um, the norepinephrine release, right? Because you think about like, oh, the trauma, and you get that hit, and then the heart starts to Back beat. To that cell danger response type of syndrome that you were talking about, very similar to that. Well, the cell danger response is at a cellular level with an energy production, but it's it's this is more on the nervous system re- level. It's related because these are all stressors, and all these stressors ultimately are going to shut down your life force because if you have a lot of norepinephrine you're going to be producing more in inflammation in a lot of indirect ways okay so the locus cerealis how is that impacted by methylene blue or is it well that's what's fascinating so i first was um diving into the locus cerealis when i wrote my book it's all in your head on endonasal balloon manipulations mm-hmm. and what i what i was finding was when you breathe your respiratory cycles would go and pace other centers in your brain. So if you slow your breath down, it actually starts to entrain the locus cerealis to start to beat slower. If you start breathing faster, that respiratory rhythm will speed up the the pulsing of the locus cerealis and you start to have more norepinephrine released. So what happens is that um, a lot of us our craniums start to collapse. It's a part like Weston Price did a lot of research on this and he was able to see that primitive people had wider skulls. They had much wider opened nasal passage and those sensors are really high up in the nasal passage. And so a lot of times people, because their, their cranium and their nasal passage is, is, is smaller. You're not getting that, 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 that signaling of that respiratory rate. And so a lot of people could be suffering from anxiety and different types of um, conditions where there's overexcitability of the brain because the air's not getting up high enough. Hmm. And so what, what we do in my clinic is we take a balloon. You've experienced this. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and we do this, this expansion technique called functional cranial release. Yeah. But what's the methylene blue do? To the locus cerealis, or does it? So, so, so I, so I was looking at this when I was writing the book, and then I found this uh, research on methylene blue, where they were treating phobia patients, and they would ex- they would expose them to something that they're afraid of. Like if you're afraid of spiders, they do yeah. exposure therapy, and they found that they would give people one dose of methylene blue after the therapy session, and it was enhancing memory consolidation. So these mm. people then could integrate that experience and the results were exponentially better. No kidding. So, so like anybody doing like... No, med- and is that because you think it's, it's actually slowing down that pulse rate of the locus cerealis? Okay, so this is where it really gets fascinating. So the locus cerealis has very fragile mitochondria. The mitochondria are a little bit different than most areas of the brain. And the, um, the one of the primary, and this might be rabbit-holding a little bit, but the primary... Um, the primary stressor that really sh- that really affects the mitochondria and the locus cerealis is um, endotoxins, lipopolysaccharides, which come from infections mm-hmm. generally, right? Infections and, or even like eating foods that are uh, like a combination, from what I understand, of sugars and uh, like a gut dysbiosis. Foods, yeah, a lot of processed foods, packaged foods, added sugars, combinations of sugars and fats that you would find in a lot of modern processed products. And I believe seed oils as well contribute to lipopolysaccharides. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, I think it's the primary cause of disease in the body because it's the most inflammatory substance. And 
once that inflammation shuts down the life force, disease expresses itself like we talked about in mm -hmm. a unique way depending on our genes, right? So the, what happens with the lipopolysaccharides with the um, mitochondria in the locus cerullus is they produce this NOx2, which is like a really, you know, it's, it's, it's a chemical that, that really shuts down the mitochondria. Mm -hmm. and, and so because those mitochondria are fragile and the locus cerullus, so it literally has, it's, it's so chock full of mitochondria, it's like 2 million mitochondria, kind of like the, the um, substantia nigra is really, really high, which wow. is the, with Parkinson's disease, that's the area that goes south. Okay. So we're talking about cells that are incredibly metabolic demanding, like a bunch of mitochondria because it, they, they need so much energy. And so when our mitochondria um, start to go south and they're not as effective, like we talked about earlier, then the locus cerullus starts to have some problems. So methylene blue goes in there and enhances mitochondria and that therefore you have an enhancement if, with the blue spot in the locus cerullus. Interesting. And, and does it, not, not necessarily that you locus cerullus, but just in general, do you think methylene blue impacts sleep? Because I've seen some information that it doesn't, I feel like it energizes me and keeps me up a little bit. Maybe I just have low tolerance. I don't know. Well, what you, do you took think it about at night. Sleep? Yeah. Yeah. I recently, actually, yeah, this was a few nights ago at your place. I took one of your melatonin products, but it had some methylene blue in it. I don't feel like I slept as well than when I take melatonin without methylene blue. So is methylene blue something that's contraindicated for everybody for sleep, or is it just certain people who are sensitive to well, it? Well, I've worked with a, a lot of patients and such with methylene blue and i i have not seen many people at all have a problem with mm. losing sleep with methylene blue i think that um when i have it's usually somebody when they first start taking it okay and so then you know all of a sudden you get this boost of energy you know at the inappropriate time so taking it in the morning would be best when you first start and then it's likely yeah. that once you get used to it you're not going to have a problem at night Okay. But Got you it. have to feel it out for yourself. Everybody's yeah. going to be a little bit different. Yeah. And walk me through, just because I'm curious how this works for you. You're, you're such a wealth of information on methylene blue. Let's say somebody wanted to start using it. What, what would be like a great protocol that might even include different delivery mechanisms like the blue eyes or, or the bar or something like that? Like, let's say I wake up. I'm like, okay, I want to start trying out this methylene blue stuff. What's a good way to start? Well, so we talked about the delivery, you know, you're going to want to do it orally where, you know, you're, you're going to get the release in the stomach. First thing, as soon as you wake up or you wait a little while? Before lunch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you were going to do red light or light therapy in the morning, which a lot of people do within an hour of waking, you would ideally do it pretty soon after waking. Well, that's right? why I like to take it before I go to bed. Oh, because I, so then I wake system. up, yeah. I wake up, I go yeah. in the hyperbaric chamber, yeah. Yeah. you know, and there's a real synergy with high, you, you had asked earlier about things that are synergistic, methylene blue and hyperbaric oxygen are epic. Yeah. The combination of the, the, like a red light panel or a sauna, mm -hmm. hyperbaric oxygen with methylene blue is just, I think that'd be, that'd be like a protocol. If you had access to an infrared sauna and a hyperbaric chamber, you'd take methylene blue and then you do the sauna, I would imagine first, because that'll vasodilate things a little bit, and mm -hmm. then maybe rinse off real quick before you get into your hyperbaric and then do a hyperbaric session. Exactly. We call it the mito 
red blue o2 and yeah. we're, we're literally going to launch Mito a whole section at mitozen.club i think i've actually ever tried things intentionally in that order but i might need to give this a go now yeah that's interesting because i noticed you have your sauna right up next to your oh, hyperbaric yeah. chamber yeah and well, a refrigerator jason, full of methylene blue so it's jason sauners you know he's like yeah. an expert with hyperbaric yeah, and then um brian richards with sauna space we're collaborating and we're going to be putting out a lot of content helping people to kind of create some of these um, biohacking, if you will, or healing uh, situations at their home. Because this, I think this is empowering people to elevate their health to a level that I don't know any other protocol that would be as powerful as this. Yeah, well, it's pretty incredible. Do you ever get tired of me calling you the Dr. Strange of medicine? No, of course not. <laughs> well, well I, I have to admit, even though I didn't really mention it at the beginning of the show, the, the name of John's clinic is Advanced Rejuvenation in Sarasota. I think it's well worth a visit. John and I are getting into this habit of throwing a, an event there now. What was this, the second annual? Elements of yeah, Vitality. Yeah, Elements yeah. of Vitality event where you get to come and guinea pig and try out all, all the protocols and even arrive early or stay later and, and do some of the stuff John does with his patients. Uh, but I would recommend that if you want kind of like the trifecta of mind-blowing information from John, in addition to this episode, listen to the other ones that I did with him, which I'll link to in the show notes. If you go to bengreenfieldlife.com forward slash magic bullet. And if you want to try, I'm going to be a little commercial here for you, John. So my apologies in advance. Uh, I would say that of John's products, the ones that I tend to use the most is the melatonin suppository. If you don't like suppositories, the melatonin oral product called Sandman at night. If I have any day where I want the equivalent of an NAD IV without getting an IV. I do the NAD suppository in the morning. And some people can't hold a suppository in all day, but you told me most of it gets absorbed in like a couple of hours. Yeah. So if I put it in when I get up at 5 a.m. and I'm not using the bathroom till like 7.30 or 8, I'm still getting a bunch of NAD mm -hmm. in my system. So like the Sandman, the NAD for breath work, I really dig the Zen spray, but I'm gonna start trying the the, the breath the, honey and the breath root zen. honey and the root zen now because I didn't really understand how to use those enough doing the session with you plus the methylene blue in the eyes and then the last one that uh, I I would say I probably use the most is just like the little bar that I just took because it has all the other stuff that you talked about in it the probiotics and the lutein and the the uh, what's it called the the uh, riboflavin the EGCG so mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty incredible so if you guys want to I'll put a link to John's store and you can go shop around and check stuff out and, and uh, go ahead John well one thing that I'd like to just um, say is we did this epic breath work on Siesta Beach the other yeah. day and we recorded it that's right and we're gonna put that at um, Mito um, mitozen.club and mitozen.club and so, and okay. so I, you're going to have a link to that and okay. and so it's a ten dollar lifetime membership fee to enter that and we have um the full line of products that are that are available to club members oh, and so, so certain people can't buy some of these products but if you're part of the club you can you have yeah you have to become Seems a, kind of cheap ten dollars a year yeah i know right okay. yeah so so um we have I do I have done breathwork sessions with a number of really cool people and we post them and so it's free to members. So if you're wanting to like kind of delve into using these products and how I use them during breathwork, join, you know Who else did you do sessions with? So curious. Well, I got Gary Brecca, I got um, Garrett McNamara in there, uh -huh. CJ Macias, um, yeah, there's there's and some me. cool people in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, John, incredible amount of information as usual. You, you always take me down these rabbit holes that I don't expect, but I learn stuff from you every week. So thanks for being you. Thanks for being weird and keep up the great work, man. Yeah. And for pleasure. everybody listening in, go to bengreenfieldlife.com slash magic bullet. And uh, what do you think, man? Go play some pickleball with some methylene blue in our systems. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Want free access to comprehensive show notes, my weekly roundup, cutting edge research and articles, my top recommendations for everything that you need to hack your life, and much more? Visit bengreenfieldlife.com. In compliance with the FTC guidelines, please assume the following about links and posts on this site. Most of the links going to products are often affiliate links, of which I receive a small commission from sales of certain items. But the price is the same for you, and sometimes I even get to share a unique and somewhat significant discount with you. In some cases, I might also be an investor in a company I mention. I'm the founder, for example, of Keon LLC, the makers of Keon branded supplements and products, which I talk about quite a bit. Regardless of the relationship, if I post or talk about an affiliate link to a product, it is indeed something I personally use, support, and with full authenticity and transparency, recommend in good conscience. I personally vet each and every product that I talk about. My first priority is providing valuable information and resources to you that help you positively optimize your mind, body, and spirit. And I'll only ever link to products or resources, affiliate or otherwise, that fit within this purpose. So there's your fancy legal disclaimer.